right then, folks, here we go. Tuesday night edition Philip Ward show. It is 11.06 on the East Coast, 8.06 on the West Coast. We have some pieces of breaking news as we come on the air tonight. So, for one, let me read you this headline. This is just breaking. I think it was the AP. I read it in the New York Post. Trump-backed representative Alex Mooney wins West Virginia's Republican primary. Quote, in an early victory for another, yet another, Donald Trump endorsed candidate at the start of the midterm season, Alex Mooney, just hours ago, beat fellow incumbent uh, David McKinley in West Virginia's 2nd Congressional District Republican primary. Yet another Trump-endorsed candidate, folks, with yet another victory. Boy, oh boy, I tell you, what, what is it, like 56-0 or something like that now? You know, they talk about the, the test of Donald Trump's influence on the Republican Party. Well, I tell you what, there is a pretty large influence there. Um, and it seems as though, you know, last Friday he gave um, that speech in uh, in Pennsylvania. I, th- I truly believe that Donald Trump is indeed going to run in 2024. We've seen some polls out there indicating if Donald Trump is to be the Republican nominee in 2024 in two years' time, and it's still a long way off, that he's probably going to beat Joe Unity Biden. But I think there's a lot of candidates out there that could probably beat Joe Unity Biden at this point in time. Because there is nothing, I'm telling you now, nothing going right in this country. In fact, let's get into it. Today is the 785th day, my goodness, of slowing the spread. The Joe Unity Biden administration now, we hope to God, has 985 days left to go. Another piece of breaking news as we come on air tonight. Listen to this, right? The House approves $40 billion more, might I add, more spending in Ukraine aid, beefing up the Biden administration's request. Now, this is in the AP. The House emphatically approved a fresh, yet again, how much money are we going to send Ukraine? And have you seen Ukraine and Russia in the headlines as of late? Because I I haven't heard like any mainstream news, pathological, prolific, pathetic liars that they are in our mainstream media. Boy, oh boy, I tell you what, I haven't heard anyone making a single sound about Ukraine and Russia. It's just nuts, but apparently the House has eyes on it because here's the House sending $40 billion more U.S. taxpaying dollars over to Ukraine. Uh, the, the AP writes, the House emphatically uh, approved excuse me, a fresh $40 billion Ukraine aid package uh, as lawmakers beefed up President Joe Unity Biden's initial request, signaling a magnified bipartisan commitment to thwart Russian President Vladimir Putin and his bloody three-month-old invasion. 
368 to 57 was the vote, uh, providing $7 billion more than Biden's request from April. I mean, oh my God, we are just throwing around spending. We're just going through money like it is water. I was already warning, there's plenty of conservatives out there with me as well that were warning about, we got to be careful with our spending this year. How much money we spent trillions and trillions of dollars the last two years, you know, fighting coronavirus, COVID, Kung flu, China virus, whatever it is that you want to call it. You better be careful though. You better watch what you call COVID because Karine Jean-Pierre Incoming White House press secretary. Ooh, she's got something to tell you about that. We, oh, we're going to go through and do a deep dive here tonight into Karine Jean-Pierre and her history, what she has previously said, the positions she used to have. They, they just has a, a lot of positions in the Democratic ranks. Uh, and she has said a lot of stuff as well, folks. She has tweeted quite a bit of stuff too. But think about this. So we're going to spend $40 billion that Americans aren't even going to see. We're going to send that over to Ukraine. Yeah, we have headlines like this in our own country. Quote, this is, where was this? New York Post. Cry for help. New Yorkers desperately seek infant formula amid crippling shortage. So we can't even have baby formula here for American babies. Well, oh, hold on a minute here. Let's think about this. Who does the Democratic Party care more about? Ukraine and giving them money or American babies? Oh, come on. You've seen their outrage over Roe v. Wade being overturned. We can't have abortions anymore. They're crying. They're out there protesting. Well, protest if that's what you want to call it so what happened at the uh, st patrick's cathedral new york city the lady ripping heads off a baby i'm killing baby i'm killing babies she was yelling oh you sure you want to be on that side i really don't know sure no i don't want to be over there but of course they don't care about american babies they're doing all they can to make sure that american babies can be killed it's pretty disgusting if you ask me but anyway Mothers, we've seen this, we sort of touched on it last uh, Friday, that mothers are complaining and saying, listen, I can't even get baby formula to feed my child. And yet, again, we're sending 40 more billion dollars. We don't need to fix this. No, why would we? I mean, if the Democratic Party had their way, there'd be no babies. There'd be no children. But we're going to send more money there, not even discuss this. Um, situation is only getting more dire for new parents nearly three months after a major baby formula recall began causing a crippling shortage. For, listen to this number. 40% of all baby formula products nationwide are currently out of stock. That's according to data from Propaganda News CNN. It's pretty wild, folks. Pretty wild, the Democrats the Democratic Party and their priorities. Now, this group, this Ruth Sentas group, who has been getting a lot of attention all, uh, all throughout the country on both sides of the aisle, uh, conservative outlets, news outlets, liberal outlets as well. Listen to who they're targeting today. They are not happy. So you know that they, uh, they were posting um, the addresses of the Supreme Court justices, which, which again is a crime. And even, oh, 
even to the extent that the Washington Compost is saying, yeah, you probably shouldn't be doing something like that. We'll get to that momentarily. But listen to who they're targeting now. These people, you know, I thought these are staunch liberal Democrats. Well, I'll tell you what, these are, remember I always make the, uh, make the, uh, uh, the, the difference, uh, differentiate between the new Democrats and the old Democratic Party. The new Democrats, AOC, the squad, uh, Islam, Omar, Rashida Tlaib, and uh, uh, who's the, Ayanna Presley, the woman who gets on stage, gets on TV, and has a, she, she totally shaved her head bald. She looks like an egg, for goodness sakes. But those people, Bernie Sanders, the evil coward communist, those sort of people that are in the new socialist Democratic Party, which is quickly, and I mean very quickly, engulfing the entirety of the Democratic Party. But then you have the Nancy Pelosi's of the world, Joe Unity Biden's of the world. I'm not sure really where Jen Psaki is. I mean, she's been in the establishment for quite a bit of time. Uh, like, like take a Loretta Lynch or a Susan Rice. Uh, yeah, all these, Elizabeth Warren. Oh, Elizabeth Warren is very sort of socialist, communist at this point in time. Um, Hillary Rotten Clinton. I think you put Hillary Rotten Clinton into that um older Democratic wing of the party. But I tell you what, they're all sort of now just surrendering, I guess is the best word, to this new radical socialist takeover of the Democratic Party. I said yesterday, these people have turned into communists. I'm not backing down from that. That's exactly what's happened. These people are now communists. And again, do we give them more power in November? Do we take their powers away? Do you want to live in a totalitarian country, which is totally ruled by this one party, which is doing so well so far? Oh, by the way, you have to sort of tell Jen Psaki and Joe Unity Biden that as far as the branches of government go, well, there's three, the executive, the legislative, and the judicial. Joe Unity Biden and Jen Psaki both think that they control everything in the country. I've said before, yeah, they do have the White House. They do have the Senate. They do have the House of Representatives. They'll always have the, thank goodness the mainstream media doesn't count. You know, what do they say? That's always the, the other wing of the, the, the government. I mean, thank goodness that they aren't. But you look at the Supreme Court. Oh, no, we're in a court fight right now because conservative justices are saying Roe v. Wade is bad law. Even Ruth Bader Ginsburg was warning that it was bad law. No constitutional right to an abortion. So do the Democratic Party really have control of the Supreme Court? That's what I want to know. Because the comments earlier from Saki and Biden, even Joe Unity Biden, literally said, and by the way, earlier today, Joe Unity Biden is trying to lay out a plan to combat Bidenflation. And it's literally, oh, I'll tell you what, we'll get to his comments in due time because he had another real doozy. His, his cognitive state, his physical state, his mental state, it's just sad to see. It is truly deteriorate. Well, I tell you, I take that back, actually. It's not sad to see because he knew that something was wrong with him. Something's wrong with his head. Is it, is it early dementia? I don't really know. I mean, we went over the symptoms of dementia. I think Joe Biden has all the symptoms. He fits the category. Um, but doctor, better say doctor, Jill Biden, she knows that something's wrong with Joe Biden. She's sort of having, to, she's like trying her best to whisper to him what's going on. 
Kamala Harris knows there's something wrong with Joe Unity Biden. Nancy Pelosi knows there's something wrong with Joe Unity Biden. All the, Ron Klain, the White House Chief of Staff, all these people that are super close and are having meetings and are talking to Joe Biden on a daily basis, they know that his mental state is a national security concern for this country, and yet they're doing nothing about it. Why? Because it's all about power for these people. They don't care about the best interests of the United States. Come on. Don't make me laugh. But anyway, Nancy Pelosi is now being targeted by this group, this left leftist group, Ruth sent us. Uh, headline earlier today, Nancy Pelosi's house targeted by pro-choice protesters demanding she investigate Supreme Court justices. By the way, these people are absolutely stupid. There is no other way to describe these idiots, but that's what they are. Ruth sent us. I'll give you an example in a second. Pro-abortion activists that have been protesting at churches and the homes of Supreme Court justices over the potential of overturning Roe v. Wade, there won't be any abortions anymore in this country, oh my God, have a new target on the agenda. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, left-wing group Ruth Sentust, announced earlier today, protesters from multiple pro-abortion groups are descending on Pelosi's San Francisco home this evening, actually, to demand that she investigate the corrupt justices and save abortion. So they're, oh, and by the way, they're really not happy with Nancy. They say this, um, they accuse Pelosi of careless and cowardly leadership in the face of the Republican Party's scorched earth strategy. They literally write, quote, We've, we have had careless Cowardly representation from Pelosi. GOP followed a scorched earth strategy with, oh, endless Benghazi. Here they go. Back to that, right? No, four Americans died in Benghazi and Hillary Clinton. Totally fine. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, she passed endless, endless bills that lay on Mitch McConnell's desk and refused to hold hearings on Trumpian crimes, they say. What, listen to, so let me show you right here. How stupid, how not informed these people are. Ruth sent us. When nauseating Kavanaugh was nominated in 2018, Democrats knew he was a Bush campaign operative who had perjured himself in previous confirmation hearings. He was also a known alcoholic. What? what? Brett Kavanaugh was a known alcoholic. They say, do you have any evidence of that at all? The answer is no. We went through all this nonsense. Remember Christine Blasey Ford? You know, she committed a crime. She literally lied under oath. She's saying, oh my God, I know that it was 100% Brett Kavanaugh without any evidence at all. So why she was, why there was no trial for that, why she was never investigated, I don't know, is beyond me. Remember after Kavanaugh got confirmed, boom, like that. See, uh, Christine Blase Ford was no longer around. But it's not only that. They say he was a known alcoholic and a gambler, too. Oh, look at Brett Kavanaugh. You really think he looks like a gambler? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Then his serial sexual assaults came to light 
And he was still seated on the Supreme Court, they say. I mean, how stupid can you be, right? But either way, tell you what, Ruth sent us, you go ahead. You be my guest. You go target Nancy Pools. You go to her. You tell her how you really feel about her. See how that goes over for you as well. I don't know. Probably catch her. She'll probably be in mid-drink, right? Maybe having a little alcoholic beverage. Maybe feeling good. Eating her ice cream as she does. Imagine that. Oh, Charles E. Schumer, by the way. Charles E. Schumer said, he was asked, quote, Are you comfortable with protests that we saw outside the homes of Supreme Court justice over the weekend? Well, uh, there's protests three, four times a week outside my... Then his phone, then his phone starts going off. His flip phone. Char How about that? Breaking news, folks. Charles E. Schumer still carries a flip phone. Boy, talk about an age limit in congressional members. That's my wife. Sorry. He says, yeah, in that voice, Charles E. Schumer. You know, he's always wandering around with them glasses on. He's always got them all the way down by his nose. I, I don't know. I don't have real time for Charles E. Schumer. Anyway, so when it comes to these protesters outside of the Supreme Court justices' homes, even the Washington Compost writes yesterday, and this is the uh, Washington Compost uh, editorial board who writes this, Leave the justices alone at home. I was like, there's no way that this can be from the Washington Compost, but indeed it was. The right to assemble and speak freely is essential to democracy. This comes from Democracy Dies in the Darkness, by the way, Washington Compost. Erasing any distinction between the public square and private life is essential to totalitarianism. It is crucial, therefore, to protect robust demonstrations of political dissent while preventing them from turning into harassment or intimidation. Well, it seems to me that there's a lot of intimidation going on, which, by the way, is against the law. I got the law here, actually. An issue that illuminates this imperative in sharp relief is residential picketing. Protests against the actions or decisions of public officials at their homes, such as the recent noisy abortion rights demonstrations at the Montgomery County dwellings of Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts and Justice Brett Kavanaugh. The disruptors wanted to voice opposition to a possible overruling of Roe v. Wade. Watch how they throw in there, too. Um, as foreshadowed by a leaked majority draft opinion last week, what they mainly succeeded in doing was to illustrate that their goal which we broadly agree, I got to throw that in there, does not justify their tactics. So, federal law, 18 U.S.C., section uh, 1507, 1507, however it is that you want to say it, quote, reads like this, prohibits pickets or parades at any judge's residence with the intent of influencing a jurist in the discharge of his duty oh boy so is the department of justice going to look into what's going on merrick garland where's he at we gonna look into this we gonna look into these people breaking federal law i would argue that they're that they are intimidating the jurists but it is supreme court justices but merrick garland is gonna look into it Department of Justice doesn't care about that because, again, there's the Department of Justice for Democrats where they get away with anything. Then there's the Department of Justice for Republicans. Imagine if this were Republicans 
conservatives who were outside of liberal justices' homes protesting and picketing. Oh, boy, if you ask me, they probably have the book thrown at them. Um, but anyway, here. So earlier today, you have Jen Psaki, and this is her exact quote. Well, the president, we do control all forms of branches of government, they say. Well, really? We're just going to forget about judicial, right? Forget about the judicial branch, which I would argue, even though you know I feel about Chief Justice John Roberts, I have no trust in him at all, I would argue conservatives have the majority on the Supreme Court. I think a lot of even liberals would argue that. But according to Jen Psaki, we control all forms of branches of government. Even better when you get Joe Unity Biden on there saying, we control all three branches of government. Oh, my goodness, you know. Then Saki, how about this? Because, oh, I, you know, I can't wait for her to leave on Friday. I can't wait to never have to listen to this woman ever again. She says, I know that there's an outrage right now, I guess, about protests that have been peaceful to date. But we certainly, listen to this, right? We certainly continue to encourage that outside of judges' homes. So don't leave. Don't disperse. The White House, remember they condemned what was happening on uh, Sunday? The demonstrations, the, the the activists that were doing their, I guess, their duties as far as they're concerned um, on the topic of abortion. Well, now she's saying today, we encourage these people to keep doing what they're doing. Again, folks, just like the Democratic Party was encouraging the rioting we saw in 2020, as long as it fits their political agenda, you're all good. You're good to go. Now, so Saki is going to be out. Think Friday is her last day indeed. Then we will have Corinne Jean-Pierre, who is black and a member of the LGBTQ, uh, B, U, A, B, C, D, whatever it is that you possibly want to call it. Don't forget the plus sign in there as well. So, and, and don't you worry. If you forget that, it's all right. The mainstream media will be there to remind you of those two key factors of Karine Jean-Pierre's life. Again, not for me. It's from the mainstream media. Ten things to know, Fox News writes, about the new White House press secretary. Her lengthy resume in Democratic politics, Jean-Pierre began her You'll see how... She sort of was like, started off Democratic operative and then got radical and then more radical and then even more radical. Now, remember, as we go through this list here, folks, that this is the woman that we are now supposed to rely on for key information about this Joe Unity Biden administration. May I remind you, the same Joe Unity Biden administration that promised, promised, that they would be the most transparent administration this country's ever seen. I don't know, two press conferences in a year, Joe. Jean-Pierre began her career in Democratic politics, working as the Director of Legislative and Budget Affairs for New York City Council member James Genero after she finished school in 2003. All right, fair enough. Then joined, uh, took her first job, excuse me, on the campaign trail as the South East Regional Political Director for John Edwards' 2008 presidential campaign. You know how that went well, that, that went for him. She then joined Barack Hussein Obama's 
2008 campaign, later joined the Obama administration, serving as the White House Office of Political Affairs. So she's been in and around. Of course, you know to be in the Joe Unity Biden administration, you had to be in the Barack Hussein Obama administration. Why? Because again, as I've predicted on this program, Barack Hussein Obama is running the administration. Now, we can't forget that as we go through this. In 2011, Jean-Pierre, I say as we go through this, through this article, but I think even throughout the whole 985 days left that we have to endure this administration. Remember, Barack Hussein Obama is running the show. In 2011, Jean-Pierre, appointed as the National Deputy Battleground State's Director, see how long these titles are, my God, for Obama's re-election. 2016, she joined Martin O'Malley's presidential campaign as the deputy campaign manager. O'Malley was a non-factor, uh, uh, ended up being a tougher-than-expected fight between Senator Bernie Sanders, the evil coward communist who was never going to win. Why? Because the other candidate, you bet, Hillary Rotten Clinton, had complete control of the Democratic Party. How do we know? Donna Brazil told us so. Um, after O'Malley dropped out, Jean-Pierre joined the liberal activist group MoveOn.org as a senior advisor till she joined the Joe Unity Biden campaign in May 2020. Uh, following the 2020 election, Jean-Pierre was tapped as part of an all-female senior White House communications team. Remember, she was recently, it still is actually as we speak, White House deputy press secretary. Now she will be the press secretary. So we continue. Deep media ties. Uh-oh. During the Trump administration, Jean-Pierre made frequent appearances as a Democratic commentator. Guess which two news organizations you would have seen Corinne Jean-Pierre on. You bet. Propaganda News, CNN, and of course, MSDNC. She was formally hired by MSDNC as a contributor. Wait, I'll tell you what she said about Fox News when she was on MSDNC. However, what could raise ethical questions down the road? She became the next White House press secretary. Is her relationship with long-term partner, they say, Suzanne Malveau. Propaganda News, CNN national correspondent and anchor. She and Malveau adopted a daughter together because they're lesbians and can't naturally have a child. Saki's last six weeks in the briefing room have been uh, marred with criticism during reports of her negotiations with SMS DNC in a post-White House career, fueling concerns of biased treatment favoring her future NBC colleagues. Well, come on. I mean, we've been talking about this before. Remember we even reported last month that some of the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the people that worked NBC, they were worried that if Jen Saki came in that they were going to be viewed as biased. Oh, boy, really? Because the country doesn't already view MSDNC as biased? Got to be kidding me. Karine Jean-Pierre, well, she's a hero in this regard. She protected Kamala Harris from an unruly protester. 2019, MoveOn.org's Democratic Candidate Forum during a discussion with then-candidate Kamala Harris, an animal rights protester rushed the stage and snatched the microphone from Kamala Jean-Pierre stands up, hey, hey, hey. She then physically blocked the protester from confronting Harris. She began ranting into the microphone. About that, all right, she saved Kamala Harris. Good stuff. Willie Brown once saved Kamala Harris, too, on numerous occasions he saved her. She suggested Trump could start a horrible civil war. Why? 
because uh, he's a racist, obviously. Come on, you know that. Donald Trump put his hand on the Bible, took the oath of the presidency to be a president for all of us, she said. And since that day, since that moment, every hour, he seems to just prove that to be wrong, right? By the way, I can't stand when people are talking and they say, da 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 da, da right? I was like, no, you just made the point yourself. Be confident in what you're saying. Either way, uh, he is not a president for black people, she said. Oh, boy, there you go. There's a new one. He's not a president for women. Not a president for brown people. He's not a president for the LGBTQ, forgot the plus, community. He chooses to just double down and triple down on bigotry and racism. So you, you see what's happening here. Corinne Jean-Pierre is your traditional leftist person who hates life. She, she wakes up. She's miserable. Everyone, this country's terrible. It's awful. It's racist. It's systemically unfair. It, it's just bad. So Corinne Jean-Pierre needs to let us all know. And Donald Trump, right? Donald Trump gave billions of dollars to historically black colleges and universities. First step back. Criminal justice reform. Forget about that, though. No, no, no. She, he's not a president for black people. He's not a president for the LGBTQs. No, no, no. I don't know where Donald Trump wants to take this, but wherever it's going, it's dangerous. It could lead to some sort of a horrible civil war. Well, because we're so unified right now, right? With Joe Unity Biden. She fueled, how about this one, just like other prominent Democrats, fueled the Russian collusion narrative. Uh, said this, Flynn Manafort and the Donald himself inviting Russia to take part in espionage on our election. Hashtag Putin love affair. She wrote, um, responding to campaign advisor George Papadopoulos's guilty plea in October 2017 for lying to the FBI, tagged Trump's Twitter account, told him, here is your collusion, January 2018, collusion, delusion equals Donald Trump, he even referred to Donald Trump as Putin's puppet. Well, you think Joe Unity Biden is doing a better job right now handling Vladimir Putin? She uh, joined the exact same outrage mob against Justice Brett Kavanaugh. She writes here, Brett Kavanaugh should not be coaching girls basketball. Really? We're going to let Jean-Pierre coach girls basketball? She'd love that. Responding to a piece from The Root titled, Brett Kavanaugh thinks being a virgin means you can't sexually assault anyone. Brett Kavanaugh indeed does not know the difference between intercourse and sexual assault. That alone should disqualify him to be a Supreme Court justice. Hey, what about if you don't know the definition of the word woman? You think that should disqualify you from being a Supreme Court? I don't know. She even talked about Julie Swetnick. Remember Julie Swetnick came in the 11th hour? She started lying herself, who was being the lawyer for her, being represented by Michael Avenatti, the now convicted felon Avenatti. Julie Swetnick third Brett Kavanaugh accuser tells NBC he was a very mean drunk, she said. Oh, how about this? Election fraud. Uh, uh, uh. Can't talk about that. Corinne Jean-Pierre was back in 2018. She Stacey Abrams acknowledged she didn't win, never officially conceded that she didn't. Among those who believe the George election was stolen from Abrams was, you bet, Corinne Jean-Pierre. Quote, Reminder, Brian Kemp stole the gubernatorial election from Georgians and Stacey Abrams. Did he really, though? I don't know. 
Remember, Stacey Abrams is now running to be reelected in her mind, governor of Georgia in the Peach State. She repeatedly praised Andrew Cuomo during the pan slash pandemic. Wonder if she considered herself a uh, Cuomo sexual, as a lot of those uh, mainstream media commentators that tweeted several moments from his daily briefings. One tweet from March 2020, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo actually sounds like a leader. If you're going to be upset, be upset at me. I made these decisions, adding state and local leader, lo, uh, state local leaders and officials are the real leaders in this coronavirus outbreak. Why? Because, of course, it's not Donald Trump. No, it can't be. Um, she says she declared it's racist to refer to COVID as the China virus. About that. Dangerous, reckless, and scary, and xenophobic, and racist language coming from Republican U.S. Senator John Cornyn. Because John Cornyn in March uh, 2020 defended using the term China virus. How dare he do that? That must be racist. She also, by the way, likes to accuse Republicans of lying about critical race theory. Lying about it, right? White kids are automatically racist, says critical race theory. And remember, swear there was a Virginia governor, Glenn Youngkin, I think his name was, who ran and said, yeah, we don't need critical race theory in our schools. And you know what? Glenn Youngkin is the current governor of virginia so i don't know we want critical race theory in our schools well it's it's not a thing says the democratic party what philip ward says is that there's smoke there's usually fire incoming white house press secretary jean pierre called fox news racist in 2020 how dare fox news be racist um she says fox news was racist before coronavirus they're racist during the coronavirus and fox news will be racist after the coronavirus. I just would love to see Peter Ducey ask her if she still stands by those comments. He might actually ask her. If he reads any of these articles, if he sees that at all, he might ask her about that. I think that would be pretty good to see. I really do. Now, so remember, she will be press secretary for Joe Unity Biden, who I'm not kidding you folks. Earlier today, again, just, boy, had a very bad day. I think that's the best way to describe it. Again, he had a bad day. This is what Joe says, his exact comment. So he's talking about his plan to fight Biden inflation. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. He literally said, misspoke, whatever it is, stutter, call it whatever you want. I'm sick and tired of the excuses now. You know, we have no plan. Before trying to say they, uh, I mean, they have no plan. How about that? That's an exact quote from our president today. You know, we have no plan. And it only got worse. Uh, was asked, do you take any responsibility for the inflation, the Biden inflation in this country? Joe Unity Biden says, no, I think our policies have helped, not hurt, helped to. Wait a minute. Who is Joe Unity Biden's? policies helped when it comes to the economy that's the question that i want to figure out here because we have propaganda news cnn polling out there 66 percent of the american people disapprove of how joe unity biden is handling the economy so who is joe unity biden actually helped out now he says this this has got to be and i'm not kidding you one of the best statements I've probably ever heard from Joe Unity Biden. Because it, 
It makes no sense at all. And if anything, it just showcases how truly weird this man is. That's the best way that I can describe it. He truly is just a weird guy. Because earlier today, Joe Unity Biden, I don't know, in a way to maybe try and relate to the American people or something, he's talking about people being frustrated. And I actually, you know what? I want to play you his exact quote. It's, it'll be better if you hear it from him, folks. Here's what Joe Unity Biden said earlier, because he says, I know that Americans are frustrated. This is Joe. Did you hear that? I know, I know people are, let me play it again. You gotta be frustrated. I know. I can taste it. Uh, Excuse me, Joe. What was that? I know people are frustrated. How do I know people are frustrated? He says, I can taste it. What? You can taste what, Joe? How can you exactly taste frustration <laughs> i'm like he i'm listening to this cat and i'm like he really did he really just say that did he really just say i know people are frustrated i can taste it what i mean it's just getting worse and worse folks but we're led to believe that that man got 81 million votes i don't know folks i don't think i'm ever going to now Yesterday, right before we came on air, we had Mayor Lori Lightweight, Mayor Fishbowlhead in Chirac, who was saying that to my LGBTs, my people out there, uh, my peeps, she said, they're going to be coming for us next, talking about those downright awful, nasty, racist conservatives, saying they're going to be coming for us, they said, because this is a call to arms so earlier today in the new york post uh rachel bovard who was a senior director of policy at the conservative partnership institute writes this it's okay to incite violence on twitter just as long as it's against the right remember what happened with donald trump well he incited an insurrection on twitter he had to be banned from oh elon musk you hear elon musk saying that he might uh reinstate uh, Trump's Twitter account or, or uh, uh, take away the ban from Trump's Twitter account? Donald Trump himself, he's got the truth social thing going on. Doesn't seem to me like he wants to uh, return to the Twitter box. Um, but anyway, so Bovard writes, in the wake of an unprecedented leak from the Supreme Court of a draft opinion overturning Roe v. Wade, national Democrats have taken to social media appearing to encourage violence. I would say that's probably exactly what Lori Lightweight is doing, is encouraging violence. Would they, and by the way, see, now this is a conservative woman. See how she writes appearing to be. If this was a Democratic, uh, say, no, that's what they're doing. They're inciting violence. They're inciting another insurrection, just like January 6th, which is the Democrats' like favorite day. They can't stop talking about January 6th, which I still believe there's a lot more to learn about that day. I really do. Anyway, Earlier this week, last night actually, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightweight, as we like to call her, issued a tweet calling on her friends in the LGBTQ's pluses community. Recognize this moment as a call to arms. We will not surrender our rights without a fight. While multiple verified 
Twitter accounts. Remember, if Elon Musk were to verify everyone, oh boy. I mean, journalists, what, what's their point anymore? No one's going to listen to these people. That's why they can't stand it. Remember, they got it. We, we have the blue check mark. We're better than you. Multiple verified Twitter accounts, including a senior correspondent at Vox, have tweeted calls to, quote, burn it down, they say. So it's okay to incite violence on the Twitter box as long as it's for the right cause against the right people. Twitter itself, though, pioneered the theory that what's said on social media can lead directly to violence or is violence itself. Moreover, Congress impeached Donald Trump for, among other things, the statement that his supporters should fight like hell for the country. The shamelessness with which Twitter and congressional Democrats apply the double standard to their own supporters is both blatant and offensive. But also, folks, also, at this point, you bet it is completely expected. I don't see Lori Light. I don't think her Twitter account is going to get suspended. I really don't. Why? Because, again, she's a Democrat. She's calling out those bad, awful, nasty, racist Republicans. It's unbelievable, folks. The double standard. If there wasn't a double standard, there'd be none in the Democratic Party. Anyway, folks, today is indeed the 785th day of slowing the spread. The Joe unity, I know people are frustrated. I can taste it. Biden administration has 985 days left for all of us to endure. Thank you, as always, for listening to the program, folks. Have a great night. Back here tomorrow.